Welcome to The Pump Spot. I'm Amy Van Heeren, and we are here sharing conversations around the many ways that we nourish our families, especially while navigating work. And I'm so excited today. Our guest, Averjill Rookwood, is the founder of The Corporate Doula. She has a very unique background and experience on both sides of the table in terms of supporting working parents. She comes from the world of benefits and HR, and she also is a doula, which is all about helping parents through the pregnancy postpartum journey on an individual lens. So we spent a lot of time talking about what both parents and employers need in terms of holistic support for working parents. And she has some amazing insights, both for parents and for companies who truly want to support their working parents and mothers through through this time period. It's more important than ever because we are seeing such crisis, such exodus of women from COVID-19 from the workforce. And so this episode is filled with golden nuggets and takeaways. And I hope that you enjoy them as much as we did. Good morning, Averjill. Welcome to the Pump Spot. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Much to talk about in terms of the work that you are focused on and what you're doing for working parents and for mothers. And I'm really excited to hear all of that, but it would be wonderful just to hear your story. Tell us a bit about how you got to this place in the work that you're doing. The winding road that is the corporate doula. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that all things you know, kind of was to get me here in this moment. Um, But I've always been interested in all things philanthropic, especially focused on women's health. In college, my uh, course of study was healthcare administration. I, you know, originally was going to be a physical therapist, (laughs) but, you know, I went to the burn unit and that was a little too much for me. And I decided I'm probably not going to help in a clinical way. So uh, let me just help with the business of healthcare. And, you know, through my work, eventually becoming a benefits manager, you, people need benefits at very intimate, uh, stressful times in their lives. So I would have parents, moms, dads, whomever come to me and say, hey, Evergil, I know this is the benefit. How do I use it for this scary circumstance that's happening to me right now? Um, or here's a challenge that I'm facing with trying to conceive. I mean, these are very, you know, important private conversations that people are having with me. And I just realized that I totally wanted to soak up every moment and help them and see them win in every way. Kind of simultaneously, I just felt a calling in dual work. My grandmother, uh, excuse me, my great-grandmother was a midwife. And I think it's just in my blood, it's in my being. And so that was going on while people were, you know, calling me aside to have very, you know, personal conversations with me. And it just kind of clicked one day, like, I don't have to choose, I can find a way to combine the things that I love and serve in that way. That's amazing. And so tell us, tell us, Tell us a bit more. So your background, you were in HR. So you were in benefits. So you started in a place of really serving companies and employees and thinking about on many levels, their health and well-being as it pertained to working in a company and just broadly beyond that. And so 
it's such an interesting background for you to come from these two perspectives, one being the workplace and how we think about people and what they need. And then one being the more personal, you know, bringing a child into this world, sort of the most personal place you can really be in terms of someone. And so, um, I just, I think that's such an interesting perspective that you're bringing to this journey. So tell us a bit, you started in benefits and then when you were there, you started having all these conversations and then how did you make the move from the HR side of things to the human birth support side of things? Human resource management, human reproductive birth management, you know, tomato, tomato. (laughs) I got tired of hitting my head against the wall. I was in a lot of conversations behind the scenes because my job was to design um, what ultimately people enroll in uh, as employees of a company. And I was in many a meeting, many a room where for various reasons, whether it be budget, lack of interest, lack of understanding, lack of perspective, where when family benefits were brought to the table it was kind of pushed aside for any one of those reasons or a multitude of those reasons. Meanwhile, I still had people knocking on my office door. So I just decided to find a way for when employers are ready to show them how they can help employees that, you know, really give so much to the job that they do and care so deeply about the work that they do. But in this moment, they need their employers to show up for them and to support them in a different way that I don't think as people, as working people, you don't think of until you personally need it. Well, and also your point about this being such an intimate, sometimes stressful time in people's lives, you know, the, the bringing a child into the world. And certainly for us, what we're doing with breastfeeding support, that, that time period, so much of that is intimate and stressful and vulnerable and all those things. And I think, I think that we're, it's, things are starting to shift, but as companies and organizations, you know, when you're thinking about what the needs are broadly across your company, I can understand on some level how it's hard to think about this specific pain point or this time period or what it is that it means. But in some ways, what it seems that we're finding and experiencing is that if you as an employer support a new parent in these moments, essentially the the bond or the trust or the loyalty you have then secured as this employer-employee relationship just serves you in immeasurable ways for the relationship of the long-term of this employee. Do you find that? That's Exactly one of my, we'll call it soft arguments, <laughs> right? Um, but loyalty turns into dollars. At the end of the day, um, yes, of, of course, people who are the decision makers in these uh, companies do have hearts, but if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, you know, what are the decision making things that cause them to pivot, pay attention? you know, want to go into that wallet for, you know, these programs, these benefits, um, these perks, however it is that it comes into that employee's everyday life. And absolutely, you know, a lot of things that you do in benefits, uh, you have to work with recruiting, attraction and selection. And I've had many of top executive 
have recruiting reach out to me to say, can I have the fertility benefits, please? Can I have what your quote unquote maternity benefits are first? I won't make my decision until I know what that is. There you go. You're going to lose a top exec because (laughs) you don't have certain, and in this day and age, what is going to become fundamental benefits in place. You know, so loyalty equals time and money, you know, in in many ways. And are you seeing it feels that this COVID time period in so many ways, I mean, I think working parents have always been in crisis on some level, like trying to navigate what it is to not have maternity leave or not have enough of it or to come back to a workplace that isn't supportive of how much, you know, how much you need to, to balance caring for a baby or a family in the workplace and, and all those things. It's sort of, it feels as though what COVID has done by, by forcing us to be navigating all these things in one place, parenthood and work and, um, you know, lack of childcare and all those things. It's sort of, in a way, the conversation has now moved from, you know, it's like the crisis has been moved to the forefront in a certain regard. And so we're talking about family benefits in some ways. And I think ways we haven't before from your side of things, are you, has the conversation shifted? Do you feel as though there's more priorities or more doors open or, you know, what does, what does it look like now in terms of companies thinking about the maternal health and parental support? The data is coming alive. It's coming off of the page. There is no new data in regards to this. People have been parents um, in the workplace for many, many years, especially if we're talking about the last 30 years in terms of women being, you know, integral parts of um, the working society. We have been forced as women to make do. And now it's far too much. (laughs) And when you make things, quite frankly, a man's problem, you'll see things shift. So I think we also need to recognize the work that working fathers are pushing now as well. Because ironically enough, from the employee side, I'm having a boom in men contacting me. Shocking to me, but not shocking to me. Um, Because, you know, they really care about their partners. They see that, you know, this is a major stressor. Um, for the partner who's expecting, but then also post on a postpartum basis as well. And you wouldn't believe the effect on fertility that is is happening as well. So that's what I see on the employee side. Um, it's across the whole spectrum now, from fertility to postpartum, and from and 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 men coming to the table to seek care for either themselves, like support for themselves or support for their partners. From the employer side, I really see taking a listening ear and understanding that one size does not fit all. Just because your competitor hired that vendor has this service does not mean that that serves your population in the same way. They need a unique offering. And so that's kind of where I'm partnering with them to say, let me listen to what your your you know, mom groups are saying, let me listen to the pain points of your total rewards team. Let me see what the surveys say, or have you taken surveys? Because if you ask a parent, they will tell you, 
especially right now. (laughs) So, you know, I encourage the working parents to really let their desires be known because your employers are listening. Which really is the first step, I think, in change, right? That we're, they're open, there's a newness to be able to hear. um, And that parents, like one of the most important things I think with benefits and sometimes in companies is that parents feel heard. That, 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 you know, whether the depth of what they, whether they use the services or what have you, it's just partly it's knowing that someone has thought about their needs for them or on behalf of them uh, because they've heard it from other parents where they've spent that time, as you're mentioning, with the listening and the speaking. And I think your the individual nature of what your each company's workforce looks like and who are your working parents and what is it that they need because nothing is less one size fits all than parenthood, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's very unique for every person. Yeah. And I think if, the more we start to humanize the journey and the more we think about how we support in such a way, kind of on that personal individual level, which I mean, and I would love for you to speak a bit, tell us what you know, the corporate doula is and what the work that you're doing, because a a doula in essence, their main goal is really to just understand the individual needs of uh, a parent and, and then stepping in to help support or identify where that is. So talk to us a little bit about the corporate doula and, and the work that you're doing. Absolutely. So, um, There are two prongs, if you will, two sides to the corporate doula, one that serves the employer and one that serves the employee. So the side that serves the employee, first and foremost, is a traditional doula in every sense. Um, You know, I'm there to advocate, support, educate, listen to you, as you say, you know, really encourage you and prepare you for um, as best as anyone can prepare you or, you know, what to expect and how you are perfectly capable of moving through this pregnancy process, family forming process, birthing process, whatever it is, wherever you are in your um, juncture (laughs) at the time. And then for that working parent, you know, there are certain nuances that only affect the working parent. And to be quite frank, that affect the working mother a lot more. So thinking about things like, what is it going to look like? What is your leave going to look like? What does your company offer you? I can't tell you as a benefits manager how people go on leave and come back and still don't know the fullness of what was available for them or don't feel at liberty to take what's available for them that they know of. So again, letting them know it's okay. If you need it, it's there. Take it. It's okay. (laughs) Um, If you lead a team or you're an integral part of a team, what are those transition plans looking like? Does everybody know their marching orders when you're gone? Because I don't want my mom's picking up the phone unless the place is burning down while you're on leave. I really don't. This is like, you know, this will never happen again with this particular baby. So be there, be present in that moment. So that's a support from a birthing or postpartum point of view for the employee. But then also, how does that attach to what's going on with them in their career or work? You know, even if you decide you don't want to come back, what does that look like? You know, what is the most most ethical way that you can, you know, bring that to life. 
I think what solidified my purpose was I had a mom who was COVID positive (laughs) um, give birth by herself because of the COVID status to a baby at 23 weeks. And for those who are not completely familiar (laughs) with the human gestational period, (laughs) it should go 40 weeks at least. You know, we'd like it to go 40 weeks. That's full term. So she was just over half of that. Um, That baby was one pound, five ounces. And she called me about a half hour after the baby was born. This is like two, three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, my heart dropped. I thought, oh my. What's going to be on the the end of this phone call? Thinking something was up with her or something was up with the baby. I answered the phone and she says, Avergil, I don't want to go back to work until next year. There is not a traditional doula that you can say that to and her be able to take action for you. And so my heart just... I can't explain the warmth that I felt to be able to say to that mother, we got this. We got this. And for her to just go be a new mom, go do that thing. Don't don't worry about this. We'll we'll get this together for you. That, That brightened my heart. So that's how I serve employees. For employers, you know, I tell them stories like what I just told you. Because they don't hear those things. They don't hear those things or they don't realize how those things impact their bottom line. So their uh, workforce in terms of who they're attracting and selecting. Um, You know, I used to see the claims. I know exactly how much it costs to have a preemie baby versus how much it costs to hire and or pay for a doula. It is pennies in comparison. Pennies in comparison. We're talking millions of dollars out of the employer's pocket for preemie babies, much less how much it's going to cost them for the first couple of years of that baby's life. So it's helping them understand, you know, putting on lenses such as that to understand how we can take a look at what they currently offer their employees and make that better. Or how can we sit at the table and design something that actually works for their workforce? Hey friends, we want to take a quick break and remind you of all the places you can connect with us and this lovely pump spotting community. If you're a nursing, pumping, or new mom, or a seasoned mom who just wants to give back, hop on our app. If you're also working or you're part of a company that wants to support breastfeeding employees, then pump spotting at work is for you. Find out more at pumpspotting.com. That customization piece is so interesting and so important because I think on both ends, what you're saying, and this this really aligns with a lot of the conversations that we're having with HR teams and those in benefits, is that there is this real desire to want to serve. They want to support their parents and employees. It doesn't come from a place of of lack of interest. It's you know misunderstanding, having having not been through it, and not understanding the depth of the need or the subtleties. Certainly in breastfeeding, for example, the you know we're in a space where if a mom misses a pump session, 
the impact that can have on her milk supply and her ability to keep breastfeeding or to keep it up. It's, it seems you can understand how from an outside perspective, that seems like something to overcome, you know, that no problem, you missed it. You'll just catch back up when the reality is of the human body and the emotional nature and things that could be detrimental to what that means and everything moving forward. And so I think there's, you know, so much understanding and, and so your, what you're doing on both sides to bridge that gap and to help people, whether you're an employer who needs to hear the stories, who needs to understand the options, who needs someone to really help navigate, you know, as an, as an, um, expert, uh, who sees it, who knows it, what it is that's going to be best for your company at the end of the day for the business, best for the business, by what the choices you're making, and then also for women and parents to be able to have an ally and an advocate at a vulnerable time who's, who can say, tell me what you need and I'll help you get there in terms of their career, as much as in terms of parenting, it's such a phenomenal idea and so vital. Thank you. I, I think it's really a gap that parents were being to fun- were being made to function in the midst of, and it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm excited to serve kind of both sides of the fence <laughs> so that we can get to the middle where everybody wins. <laughs> and I think the beauty about uh, the services I provide is that I'm not, I don't have allegiance to, to one vendor or the other. You know, so if I'm talking to employee X, it's like, these are the five awesome things that your employer has put into place, let's talk about what makes the most sense for you. Or the other side of that saying, you know, one size doesn't fit all. You need about five things <laughs> because of these things. Like, for example, like you said, breastfeeding is a huge, breastfeeding is something that employers don't think about. And like you said, it could be extremely problematic with thoughts of, it's just a meeting. That meeting lasts five hours. I've been in some Zoom marathons (laughs) and a five-hour meeting could be two feedings for me. And now what is that going to look like this evening when I'm with my baby again? You know, so it's thinking about those things. And I believe that nothing is going to change whether you have a million programs or one. If you are not given, and I hate to say this word, permission. Permission is the name of the game. So as the parent, you demand to take it. You give yourself the permission. As the employer, you give the permission publicly to the parents that work for you to allow that person who is breastfeeding, pumping, however it is that she's choosing to feed her child to turn that camera off. It's not allowed. It's it's not mandatory for this meeting. And you know why. I sent you a a nice pretty email about it (laughs) and normalizing those discussions. You know, sometimes when I talk to moms, a lot of the conversation not being started at all from their point of view is it's uncomfortable. I'm talking to a man. He doesn't know I'm going to talk about my boobs to a man. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And yes, he's going to hear you and he wants to work with you. And we're all, you know, going to get past that. And, uh, you know, 
the idea of permission, I think is such a powerful one because we're on all, all sides. And so tell me in your experience, I imagine you've seen some pretty amazing transformations with companies or with parents who either take that permission or give themselves or give others permission. Can you, can you share, are there any stories that come to mind about the wonderful experiences you're seeing happen or the, the positive aspect of the ways parents are being supported? Absolutely. I think I can even give you my own perspective from when I wore the benefits manager cap. I think in a way, taking away the option to be available 24-7, to tap in 24-7 is a blessing in disguise. If you left us, this work would get done regardless. So we know that you're on a maternity leave. So I want to turn off your access. You don't need to check an email. Like I said, if the, if the world is burning down, we'll call you and ask you the question. <laughs> but I had a mom come back to me and say, you know, if I had access, I would have gone online many times. But thank you so much for giving me the space. And because I didn't have access, a reason to fully concentrate on what I was off of work to do, which is to bond with my child which is to set up this foundation of what my family looks like now. And I just thought, wow, you know, for me, I just, it was a risk management move at first. <laughs> um, but then, you know, some of the side effects of this is that permission again. I'm giving you permission to not care about what's going on at work. You don't have to log on just because you have access. So that's what I mean from the top down from the left and the right, <laughs> you know, everybody should be given permission to take this time. And what, what, what advice do you have for the new mothers and the parents out there? Is there a way they could beyond, beyond contacting you to have an amazing advocate to support them is, you know, how might they think about these conversations or what's a starting place when you're, you're looking at you know, maternity leave and transitioning back. What do you tell moms to think about as they're, they're moving into this phase of life? Well, first, in terms of deciding what's best for you, you have to find out what's available to you. So tap your HR folks on the shoulder <laughs> and find out, you know, let them give you their best shot at kind of helping you understand what's available to you. And then you take that information back to your partner or whomever it is that, you know, if you're making this uh, decision individually or collectively to kind of weigh out, you know, what's best. Um, and whether it's coming back, but with restrictions, if there's a medical reason behind that, get that documented, submit that information. There is, there should be no stigma attached to that. And quite frankly, I, I'm, I'm asking you to be brave because maybe there is, but if you don't, the next won't and nobody will. We've also seen such power for pump spotting. We're so community centric that what you're speaking to there, the idea that every step forward you might take for yourself benefits this broader, beautiful world of mothers and parents to come after you and vice versa. I think I've, I've seen one of the things that inspires me so much is the amount of wanting to give back 
that happens, especially with parents and working parents. The idea that once you've been through this or once you've kind of navigated what it is that you need, you're you're willing to speak up or advocate on behalf of someone else. And there's a lot of power and strength in, in that piece of it. Absolutely. I think moms are advocates for other moms. Parents are advocates for other parents. Give them a form and they will fill it up. So I think especially in this time where people are not able to be in the midst of the social circles that they're normally in and their support circles that they're normally in, whatever that was defined for them as before, that, you know, communities like yours are invaluable because it's not only who's in your area, who's in your profession, who's in your social circle, this exposes you to way more. And it's a sanity check. I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one going through this. I'm not the only one where this saddens or that finds joy in this. It really helps to validate your feelings. And there's something about being validated that juices up your power. And it gives you that bravery that I spoke about before to be able to stand up for yourself. You know, this is food that we're talking about. This is sustenance. This is a life-giving act that I'm doing for my child. This is my responsibility as a parent. I can't just have this whole human being and not feed it. So (laughs) this is how I'm choosing to feed it. So this is super important. Um, But having that community gives you perspective that I think might be washed away in the isolation of what we're forced to participate in now um, with COVID. Uh, that is completely invaluable. I am really in love with the world that you're building and where you're moving us forward. So Avril, Jill, tell me how you are thinking about what's next. What's, what are you focused on? What are you excited about? Tell us what the corporate doula is moving into as we, we start to move towards a new year. You know, with a new year, we all have new chances. <laughs> and I think in terms of seeking healthcare and using benefits, a lot of people were panicked. Outside of going to, for those who were expecting, going to appointments that you have to go to, you kind of were scantily seeking any other type of healthcare. So taking, helping employees take a look at the full scope of the year, the full scope of their benefits and maximizing that because your health is your wealth. You cannot be a great mom, a great dad, a great parent if your health is failing, if your wellness is poor. So helping people prioritize themselves with the benefits that they're paying for anyway, you're paying for it. It's not even free guys. (laughs) You're paying for it. So how do you approach it in a non-overwhelming way? I mean, you're a new parent or you're expecting parent. You have 10,000 things that you're juggling. So I'm really looking forward into uh, providing materials for people to break it down. Um, A couple of freebies, a couple of workshops. So as long as people kind of stay tuned to me, um, all that will be available on my website coming in the new year. And I'm excited. So just for people to stay in contact with the corporatedoula.com, they'll be able to, to, to catch the timelines and get great information and a lot of it for free. Wonderful. And tell me what keeps you inspired. What, you know, it's such a lovely story of how you got here from your background, what you saw the need for and how you went out and created a service and a space that comes from your experience and your heart and your passion. You know, what is it that 
day-to-day excites you about the work that you're doing? I think not repeating the past excites me. I look around at my friends and their mothers. You know, our moms worked incredibly hard in a workforce that they didn't have a chance to participate a generation before them in that way. And so they really had to take it on the chin and keep pressing. And I feel our responsibility is to thank them for that by making it better. And so that's what keeps me going. I am always tickled when I tell my mom like something new I'm cooking up, even just, you know, what I do. And she just sits back in amazement like, wow, I wish I had that. I mean, you know, so that excites me. That keeps me going. That is motivation. And seeing, you know, parents go through their journey to parenthood um, and through parenthood in a way that is far more balanced and demands kind of the respect of the gravity of what they're doing as human beings, (laughs) raising other human beings um, in such a stressful time in the world that we are now, um, and find joy and relief. Relief is the word that I'm hearing a lot lately in finding their voice, finding their power, finding a path forward because people love what they do. They just need to do that and be a parent at the same time. So that's what keeps me going. Finding resolve, finding a path, making it different. Well, you are. You're opening up so many more paths and so many easier paths in a way. I think there is such relief in knowing that someone at your company, others have thought for you about what it is that you need or how to make this easier. There is relief that something is there for you as you navigate this because every day is a new normal and there's, there's so much to kind of get through. And so, you know, having advocates like you and voices and just starting to make changes in such a way that we can, we can, we can really culturally and systemically is my hope start to shift what's happening at companies in terms of serving working parents and how we think about this, because it isn't just a nice to have, it's a vital to have. And I love what you're saying about how parents want to work because on the flip side, the same way employers don't, the same way I really genuinely believe employers want to serve parents. I also genuinely believe parents get so much fulfillment. I, I love being a mother and I love working. They aren't two sides of a coin. I just want to be, I'm going to live in a world where I'm able to do both without feeling the guilt or pull of one for the other. And I, and I think if we think about it that way, that really the empowerment is happening holistically. There's something to that that really feels like the way you're thinking about that and advocating and fostering that is really what to me is going to drive changes. Absolutely. I believe that you do have to look at a parent holistically Gone are the days where you can separate your two lives and come to work and only be that employee um, and be the employer and expect your employees not to have their personal life, i.e. their parenthood, uh, bleed into what they deliver. As a matter of fact, it's an, it's an asset. What a parent comes uh, brings to the table is an asset. That is a point of view that is needed. I don't care what your widget is that you produce in the world (laughs) 
to the same degree and maybe even more, it's also a tragedy at the choice that a lot of women are making to exit the workplace because of not having an opportunity to find that balance, not have an opportunity to kind of find that solid ground to stand on. And that is to the detriment of working society. You need the voice of women in whatever your widget is that you're producing. So it's really a loss. Employers will find over time. And it's it's sad that, you know, it might take some time, but probably not as long as we think to miss the voices of parents, to miss the voices of women in, in whatever it is that they do. So it's it's imperative that parents find a way and employers find a way. Well, thank you for all the wonderful work that you're doing to help bridge the gap on both sides because you're making the way easier all in one. From Talk about holistically. There couldn't be a better way to do it than to think about the way you're doing it. And so, uh, you know, on behalf of everyone, it's really inspiring the work that you're doing. And I'm excited to see where it goes and keep this conversation going as we're, you know, share a mission in terms of who we want to serve and how we want to do this. And we love to wrap up our podcast by asking every guest to leave our listeners with a little bit of an uplift, some words of advice, something that you hope they take away. Is there anything that you would love to share with either employers or mothers or both before we go? I sign all my emails journeying with you. And that's exactly what it is. And I just feel in my heart that it's important for me to say this to parents and expected parents that you don't have to choose. You just have to find your way. Amazing. So beautiful. As are you, Averjill. Thank you so much for joining the Pump Spot. Thank you. Thank you. It was truly my pleasure. This has been the Pump Spotting Podcast. We'll be continuing the conversation and hanging out over on our app. We hope you'll come by to share your story and thoughts. And if you haven't already downloaded Pump Spotting, it's quick and easy to set up your profile and join the community. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to our wonderful production team at Pitchwire, who partner with us to bring you these stories. We'll see you next time. And remember, you are capable, you are radiant, and you are not alone.